You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast, sponsored by Iris Elements, the weekly podcast for ambitious bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be discussing topics which will help you build a successful practice which works for you. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Zoe? I'm really good. I'm really excited. Today. We're talking to Susie Ashworth. Susie's a success coach and it's just such good timing because we are going into our autumn reset this week and we're talking to people about setting their goals and pushing themselves and I just think Susie's the perfect person to be talking to this morning. So Susie, it's really amazing to meet you. Joe always sings your praises. It's the first time we've actually had a conversation. So thanks for joining us today. How are you? I am really well. I'm like, when I hear you say Joe's always singing your praises, I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the naughty client who doesn't refresh her bank feeds, but here we are. You are amazing. And what's what's so nice is that you always come with great energy, even if finances are not your thing. But that's why we're here. And that's the beauty of, you know, outsourcing to someone whose finances is their thing. So you can get on and be fabulous in what it is that you do. So for people that have never met Susie Ashworth before, would you give our, um, we've got people coming in saying hi, say good morning and hi, let us know where you're coming in from. Um, Would you like to give us a little bit of background about what it is you do and who you help? Yes, so I've been in the online space for the last nine years. I started off doing something completely different, which was hypnobirthing and helping people have positive births. And now I am a success coach, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. I work with, I say, impact-driven leaders who want to make a big difference in the world. And these are people who are coaches, they're creatives, they are people, mostly service-driven people or service business operators, however you say that. And um, yeah, people that want to make a difference and people that do it for themselves, but they do it for the world and they are okay with the idea of making a shed load of money whilst they're doing it. And I think that that is... um, for some reason, it can be a little bit of a controversial topic at times, like acknowledging that you want to make money. But I think that we should be having that conversation more. And I think that there are, I think when you're making money and you're doing good things, it's the perfect combination. So why not do both? Oh, yeah. And I think that you have hit the nail on the head when it comes to our community, because I think we see ourselves as almost like a caring support community you know we're helping people with something that is really challenging and difficult and we really make a lot of sense for things and we want people to do well we want to support people through whatever challenge they've got or whatever goals they're working towards but often the bookkeepers and accountants in our community don't see themselves as business owners um, until maybe they listen to the bookkeepers podcast for a while and uh, and it really is a challenge because we don't think about it as you know this is a bu- this is a business that I'm building so that I can achieve something in my own life um, it's very much often it's um, you know I need to run a business that works for me and this is the, these are the skills that I have and now I'm going to go and deliver those to people and they're going to pay me to deliver that service you're talking about taking it like one step further well actually several steps further I think and really thinking well what actually would be possible for me if I thought about this in a different way yeah how do we start to like yeah how how can we start thinking about this differently and opening ourselves up to goals 
Can I just say, I think it's really interesting with the bookkeepers that I have come into contact with, how many bookkeepers who are dealing with money every single day have a bit of an issue with their own money mindset and still think that because there are a lot of bookkeepers who charge by the hour that I should be charging by the hour, find it difficult to justify find it difficult to understand the value beyond just doing the books that they offer. You know, I have said so many times since working with you, Joe, and I've I've gone through a number of different bookkeepers. And every time I've got a new one, it has changed my life. And being willing to invest at a higher level to have somebody help me get my head around my finances has not just been about getting my books in, getting my VAT in on time and getting all of that stuff organized, but it's about peace of mind. It's about releasing the stress. And when you're able to start looking at the work that you do beyond the service itself, and ask yourself, what are the intrinsic values that I am able to help somebody tap into when I give when I do the work that I do? You start to realize that this is I'm not just a bookkeeper. I'm not just a coach. I'm not just just a anything like I help you experience more freedom. I help you create more freedom in your life. I help you feel happier. I help you tap into more peace. And when you can start saying that to people, like this is what you get when you ex when when I give you my service or when we do this service exchange, I want people to start asking themselves, like, if I'm offering you more peace, more joy, more freedom, more money, why would I not want that for myself? Oh my you know? goodness. Oh my goodness. I've got goosebumps, Susie. That was amazing. That was that is so so true. And 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 I wonder what it is that stops us, you know, that belief in ourselves that we actually do. I I think people bookkeepers struggle to believe that they really do create that. And I wonder what it is and why we come into this industry as um as service providers but forget that we are business owners and we des we're deserving and we stop ourselves I mean we call this how to be open to opportunities but I think we do block ourselves off because we feel like we're not worthy for some reason and yeah. I do I do I love to like think about why we believe this is and a lot of the reason we started this up with this this podcast is for bookkeepers and accountants but we do definitely know I started my training as an accountant and Zoe is an accountant that when you train as an accountant you don't have as much imposter syndrome as you do when you're a bookkeeper mm. and the, there's a very different and I often talk about um like the doctor and nurse analogy people say all the time what's the difference between an accountant and a bookkeeper and an accountant you know does has more higher qualifications and studies for longer but a bookkeeper has that ability when they're working in the business in a different capacity. It's not annual accounts. It's not quarterly. It's day to day in the business where there is that support, a bit like a nurse who will be administering the drugs, explain that like telling you, come on, 
up you get out of bed. You're not sitting in that bed all day. Let's get you in the chair, holding you accountable to the things that the accountant and the doctor has set out for you. So that bigger picture. And and I and I think and and maybe a bit like the doctor and nurses, the value that's there. We do come in feeling like we haven't got that extra level of training. But what you said there, we're the ones that offer the freedom. We're the ones that get them out um, out of the worry and we provide the peace of mind, which why is there not that value there? Why do we not value that? I honestly think that it is what you said about the qualifications. It's perceived difficulty or perceived ease. So if this comes easy to me, it can't be that valuable. If I don't have as many certifications or if I haven't studied for as long as this person, then I am not that valuable. And if you listen carefully, what I said was, I am not that valuable. If this comes easy to me, I am not that valuable. And I think that the first thing when we're talking about allowing ourselves to, one, want more and um, um, take up more space, you have to separate what it is that you do from who it is that you are. And understanding that just because something comes easy to me, that doesn't make it not as valuable. In fact, the easier something comes to me, like the, so when I think about this conversation, this conversation is so easy to me. Like I love it. I really, really love this. I love coaching. Somebody asked me something, being able to just respond to it. I don't even need to think about it. That doesn't make it less valuable because it's easy, you know? For me, what I understand is something that might take somebody, you know, three hours, three weeks, three months, and I can answer in three minutes because it's easy to me. You know, do I want to take three minutes or three months? I want to take three freaking minutes. And that then becomes super, like, I choose to know the value of that. So it's, I think it starts with, and this is going to feel really like, can I, is it? Can I really just choose to know that it's valuable? Yeah. Can I choose to be the person who says that what, I, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, what I'm offering is valuable? Yes. Because when you start to see it as valuable, you show up with a different energy. You speak differently. You write differently. You write your posts differently. You show up on your Facebook lives differently and people feel it and they're like, Mm. the way that she's speaking about what she does is very, very different from how I've had the other bookkeeper, that other service provider talk about the way that she, what they do. And that's interesting to me. I want to hear more. I want to hear more of her perspective. I want to hear more of her stories. And that's, as people start to want to hear more, they tend to invest more. They tend to want to buy more. And then all of a sudden you're building more of a business. Does that make sense? It does make it does make sense. And I'm looking at the comments now with people saying about um, the difference between being a book, bookkeeper and accountant. And I think like maybe we're missing the point. I'm going to just say, uh, because I've done like accounting training and bookkeeping training. So just anyone who's watching this who is feeling that like imposter syndrome, it's very different training. It covers very different stuff. As someone who trains an accountant and went and worked in corporates and lots of different backgrounds, 
some of those accounting papers were really super useful and some of them were like things you had to pass to get through the exams when I did my bookkeeping training I learned a very different skill set and I'm really pleased that I went through that process because it made me understand more of the things that I didn't necessarily touch on in accountancy exams so I think it's super valuable everyone whatever you've done your background is super helpful and useful what my question though Susie is you know you you said can I just choose to decide yes I'm valuable and and I'm kind of worth it have you always felt like that have, have you have you had to work on yourself to be able to get to that point so I'm curious about how does that change because I can't imagine you can click your fingers and decide that you are suddenly valuable if you've spent years thinking oh you know I need to compete on price and all of that kind of stuff yeah um, it does all start with a decision, actually, but I definitely did not think that I was super valuable right from the get go. And going like right all the way back, please do not judge me because I'm about to tell you something that I'm not proud of, but really does demonstrate where my mindset was. So as a kid, my foster parents were not well off at all. We would drive, we drove a royal blue Skoda. And this was at the time when Skodas, when that was like the epitome of they have no money. Like, why the heck are you driving a Skoda? And not just a bloody Skoda, but it was a royal blue one. So it stuck out like a sore thumb. You know, we lived in a two bedroom bungalow. I used to share a room with my sister. We would go to the local market we'd get the broken biscuits in like, that's what we'd have for our biscuits. It was, you know, it was sad times from a financial perspective. Loads of love, really, really happy. But from a self-confidence perspective, like my self-confidence was through the floor because I was surrounded by a relatively affluent, like relatively affluent, lower middle class, you know, friendship set. And we were on the outs. And what I decided to do, again, please do not judge me. Um, but what I decided to do in order to feel better about myself was that I would, I set up, this was, I suppose, this was my first business, not legal at all, but it was when CNA used to be around and I would go and I would go and basically shoplift stuff from CNA and sell them to my friends so I would have more cash so I would be able to compete. That was not, you know, the actions of somebody who had any self-worth or believed in themselves at all. And from that point, from the age of like 14 to 19 years old, so many of the decisions that I made around, you know, looking for love in all of the wrong places, hanging out with the wrong crowd, all came from a basis of not feeling good enough or worthy enough. And what shifted for me is at 19 years old, my foster mother passed away. And because of the life that I was living at that time, I was, it makes me feel emotional every time I tell this story, but I wasn't present for her. Now, this is somebody who had given me so much love, so much support and so much 
she believed in me and I saw her work ethic. I saw my dad's work ethic and these were really incredible people. And then all of a sudden at 19, she went into hospital. I saw her once. It felt really to see somebody that had been so strong in such a frail and weak position. I didn't go back. I made a decision not to go back and then she passed. And so at that point in my life, I had to look at who I was being and what I was doing and basically choose a different path. So did it happen overnight that I suddenly decided that I was worthy? No. But what happened was I started to make decisions. Like if I look back on my life, like when I go to my deathbed, how do I want to feel about what I did, who I was and how I chose to show up? And from that point, I started making different decisions. And what I find now with clients who come to work with me who are not starting from a place of, I'm amazing and this is great, it's that question of when you look back at your life, how do you want to feel about who you were, the decisions you made, and how you impacted people? You know? Oh, Susie, that's so, so true. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, and it's it's actually very poignant that you mentioned that story and that I actually on Saturday, my mum asked me to go and see her aunt who's in palliative care. And we sat and and I'm sitting there and I was very aware I'm sitting with someone who knows they're dying. And it really hit home because me and Zoe did last week, we did a, a podcast on our setting goals and things. And I thought, oh my goodness, seeing it from this point of view has never made me think more clearly about how I want people. When I'm sitting there having that conversation with people around me and I know I've got, she doesn't know how long she's got, but it's at the end. She doesn't want to know. And the conversations we were having were about family. We were sharing photos. We were talking about the children and the joy and what people were doing and how they were living. And she just wanted to know about where and my mum also wanted to really know about her past. And she mm. her, my mum's parents had died when she was young. And what we really want to know is those things. That's what we want to feel. We want to feel that we've been loved. Yeah. And we've given love. And that's really what I came away with. And that's how, uh, yes, I, what we own experiences and you want to have those experiences, but you want to feel as well that you're leaving that legacy and what kind of, what are we going to be leaving for our children and our friends and our family and what are the conversations? And so I, I really do feel that it really struck a chord with me um, thinking, what is that, what is that moment going to be like? And how do I want to feel? And I've never felt more, I, I haven't kind of written out all my goals, but it's helped me think when I'm going to sit down and really think about what I want to achieve, I'm going to come at it from that place, that end place and how I want to look back and feel. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. I think it's, um, I think, like you said, it's a journey. No one turns up and says, I, we, do you know what I've had to do? I've had to work really hard to get that head to a point of thinking, I 
I deserve this and I'm 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 allowed to join the table at the same as everybody else. And how I've done that over the years is by reading books and learning, changing my mindset. I've invested in myself yeah. when at points when I thought I wasn't I didn't deserve it. Or how can I spend that much money on me? So mm. then what I had to do is prove to every, my husband and, you know, that I was going to make that work. I was going to invest, but then I was going to do something with it that would be better and show you that I've moved up a level. And when I've done that and invested in myself or read books or been part of challenges, or like free challenges or anything, I've been with other people with the same kind of mindset that wanted to up level as well. And I think that is the greatest thing. And this is why we love our community because you're all joining thinking, well, I want to up level. And whether that is money, because we talk, like we say, Susie, people want to talk about money, but it's not always about money. There's other areas that we can up level in our lives, aren't there? I think my desire is for all of us to be leading a really rich life. That That is what it is. And what's interesting is that often we get sold the story that it's either or. People say money won't make you happy, so you need to focus on happiness. Or happy people, you don't need um, um, happy people don't need or happy people don't need money. And so I'm like, is it possible that we can live a really rich life across? all areas is it possible that we can have a professional life that when we wake up on a Monday morning and we know that we've got work to do that we can feel so freaking excited about the work that we are about to do about the clients that we are going to help about the transformations that they are going to make in their life is that possible is it possible for me to look in the mirror and be like wow There is only one of you and you are doing a really great job at living your best life. Like, is that possible for me to wake up every day and feel that? And then is it possible for me to create the type of wealth and money that gives me more opportunities for me to choose what it is that I desire to choose? And that level of choice, we're talking about choice for you as an individual, talking choices that change your family's lives. And then right now, especially like having enough money to change your community and whether that is your local community or on a global basis, having conscious people who care about the planet and about you know, the legacies that we're leaving for our children and our children's children requires, when you really want to be the person who's able to make a difference, requires a lot of money. It shouldn't be either or. I believe that it's possible to create a life where it's holistic and we get to live a rich experience across all areas. And I don't think enough people, I think too many people are saying it's either or, and it's not, it's and. Oh, I love this because, well, I mean, for me, flexibility is key. Like I want to earn a living and I want to be there for my kids and I want to pick them up and have good relationships. And I think actually this comes up all the time at accounting conferences, like the amount of panels we've been involved in talking about how do you achieve this and how can practices make it work for their teams? And it, 
I don't understand like we've just gone through several years of people working from home and having being being furloughed or having their kids around while they've been on calls and now we're going back to a world where we Mm -hmm. think we have to be at our desk nine till five every day again I feel like we should have learned something over the last couple of years but I think people have been so keen to get back to normal I think there's a big opportunity now to change the way that we work but I don't but maybe I'm the only person that thinks that. You're not. What, like how, and, and that's that's the thing I think, like how do you, how do we move from thinking we need to do everything in the traditional way that we've worked to thinking, well, actually I can welcome these other things into my life as well um, without feeling the like guilt or feeling like they're not, you're not able to give things your like 100% attention. Well, there's a couple of things in there. And I think that, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, business owners first, and then I love it when people give themselves permission to call themselves an entrepreneur. And I think often we don't do that because it feels like a little bit like, oh, am I getting above above my station? But you're not. If you're a business owner, I want you to give yourself permission to own the entrepreneur title. It's our job to be creative. It's our job to think differently and it's our job to act differently. And so I want to like, if you find yourself consistently looking at what everybody else is doing so that that you're emulating everybody else, you're kind of missing the point. And one of my favorite questions to ask myself that has shifted so much of what I do in my business and in my life is, how would I choose to do this if it was going to be easy for me? And that easy for me changed so many things. You know, when I separated from my husband, we're coming up to two years, one of the biggest things was I want to be able to pick my kids up from school. And I'd always worked longer hours. And when when we separated, it was like, oh, okay, what, how, how am I going to do this? Oh, I'm just going to make sure that I don't have any appointments put in my diary after 2.30. Am I allowed to do that? Can I? Who do I need to ask permission for? Can I, like, do I need to ask? For, I, like, I am the boss. And what was interesting is that I thought that everything would crumble. I thought that everything was not going to work anymore. And actually, when I set the standard, and when I asked myself what would work for me, everything fell into place in alignment with what I wanted. But I had to ask myself, how do I want this to look? Most people aren't asking themselves what they actually want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so true. And I think because because the school system that we have educates us to be employees, even when we run our own business, we run it as if we're an employee of ourselves. Yeah. And we forget that we get to choose. Yeah. We're the boss and we get to do that. And um, and it's it's liberating. But also what we need to realize is when we are happy, when we are living life on our terms and we are providing ourselves with flexibility we have that mindset when we let go of the mum guilt because we're doing the school run and we're happy and we're getting those conversations with the kids when we do have that time to work I mean I'm, I'm we always laugh because I whenever I get in the shower in the morning my I just get flooded it's like I get yeah. downloaded with all these ideas because everything else is I, it's okay I'm allowed to have that time when I'm on my own 
I can think and I can, and then I'm like so much more productive because I'm allowing that other space. Whereas when I used to go to work, not be there for the school run um, or afterwards, maybe I'd get in and maybe be able to make dinner, maybe not. I had so much guilt that I wasn't in a good flow of energy. And when um, we can leverage that energy by, we are so powerful and have amazing ideas when we're happy. Yeah. And everything works. So, and that flow, I love that. What's What would work for me? What's easy for me? And do you know what? You can give it a try. Like you can try it out. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. Yeah. You can say, okay, how could I make this work better? Yeah. And I think it's about that permission to know that we are, we're in charge. We're, and we're in charge. We struggle. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. I loved what you said as well about that being above my station. This is something that we struggle with a lot. I had a really good conversation on Friday with a, a local accountant. Um, he's running a traditional firm, but he's not a traditional guy. And we had a really good chat. And he said, you know, he's he's been brought up from a rough account, um, council estate. And he said that um, when he became partner of the firm, literally his mum threw a party and all the neighbours come round and they were like celebrating his success. But for him, he felt like, I'm not done yet. This isn't yeah. where I finish. This is just a starting point. But he says now people say to him, you're the most successful person that's come out of the estate. And he's like, I'm not done. I've got more yeah. work to do. And he, he says he feels guilty about that. And I think there is a lot of that. You know, we are qualified professionals. We're running our own businesses. How dare we want more? Mm. You know, there's a lot of that, isn't it? Because we're taking into account other people's ideals and ideas of where you should sit and be happy this is so uh, layered and I love this conversation because first of all you have to have a little bit of audacity to actually want to run your own business and decide that that business is going to be you know successful and let's say successful is hitting your first six figures you know and it's like and you hit your first six first of all people are like oh, okay, you want to earn 100 grand a year? Like, who are you? And in those first early days as well, it's a bit like, I don't freaking know who I am. I don't know what a lead page is. I don't know how to get a client. Like, I don't know. You have this, what feels like this huge dream. And it's a bit like I'm winging every single day. And then you kind of get into a little bit of a groove. Perhaps you join a membership, you get mentorship, and you suddenly start to surround yourself with people who have done what it is that you want to do. And they look like they're doing it in a way that you that you would want to do it. And you look at them and you're like, oh, they've got kids and they're married or they're separated or they're, they're kind of navigating things that I have to navigate and that is very inspiring that suddenly takes you from feeling super isolated to there are other people in my world doing doing what I want to do and you kind of allow yourself to have the dream and the aspiration and that feels good and then there'll be some of us who actually don't just allow ourselves to have the dream but we will do it and it's like, we'll get to the six figures or the first 50K, whatever it's, whatever your number is. And we'll get to that level. And when people ask us, 
about how our business is going instead of like in the early days when you're like business fine thanks well, how about you <laughs> when you just do not want to talk about how your business is going because it's so fucking stressful still haven't got a client you know you can get to the other stage where you're like actually business is going well now, depending on who you are, you might say we're hitting our goals, we've hit the six figures, or you might just say business is going really well, thanks. And you don't want to say it because, like you said, everybody else in your normal world, in real life, hasn't got a clue. I used to have so much shame about sharing my success on my personal Facebook page. Why? School mums. The school, I, I don't want the school mums being like, did you see the Facebook live? I, I don't want that. Like, I used to feel so much shame about it. And then talking about, one day, I want to have an eight-figure business. It's like, who is this woman? Why the, like, who needs to make 10 million pounds a year in their business? You know, who needs that? And here's what I will say is that, I think about 95% of the population operate from a place of what do I need? What is it that I need? And what we have drummed into us from a very early age is you've already got this. You don't, you don't need, you don't need the new trainers. You don't need this. You don't like you've already got this. Be happy with what it is that you've got. And I, as a, as a mum of three kids, like, I also get that conversation because the pressure that the kids are under to have the next and the next and the next and the next. The thing is, I'm moving closer because this is important. When I was a young kid shoplifting from CNA, I was doing it from a place of not good enough. And I was doing it from a place of, if I have more money, if I have the latest trainers, if I have the latest jacket, I am going to feel worthy enough. Now, what we learn, and we see this from the uber rich, uber wealthy celebrities all of the time who look like they've got it all, and then they go and commit suicide, or you know, they're doing a, what you call the golfer, the Tiger Woods, who's like a complete mess because they're using perceived success. They're using material wealth to try to fill a hole. And this is, this is the problem that often when people are doing the work around receiving more money, they're doing it from a place of lack. And the conversation that I want to have with people is how do you work on your money mindset whilst doing the work to know that you're complete and whole and you are worthy with or without the money? And those two things, when they happen in tandem, miracles happen because you feel full. There's something that I say to people about um, um, we all want to be seen in, in 
in our greatness. We want people to come to us because we're the go-to person for this or, or we're amazing at that. We want to get all of the likes on Facebook and we want people to be like, this person really knows their shit. I don't think that it is possible to get that until you really see yourself. We want to be seen. Your job and the work that I want to do with people is to really help them see themselves. Because if you saw yourself the way that I see you, you would see yourself in complete illumination. You would see your magic. You would know your magic before even one word came out of your mouth. And from that place of fullness, there's an opportunity for growth. And there is an opportunity for evolution. You know, when I feel good enough, I get to choose how is it that I desire to grow, which is part of our DNA. Like we are programmed as human beings to want to continue to evolve and grow. We are like nature. You know, the tree doesn't stop growing. It, it gets deeper. The roots carry on growing all of the time. You know, the deeper the roots, the taller the tree. That's the way that we are also programmed to do. So when you're coming at this from a place of fullness, we then get to ask ourselves, but how would I like to continue to grow? What is it that I would like to choose to, to, to have, have a stab at, have a try at? What is it that I would like to choose? And from that place of fullness, whether you get it or not, is not the point. It's what's the evolution required in my identity in order for me to allow something else, but it's the, it becomes the cherry on top of the cake. I'm not doing it, I'm not grabbing it because I need it to feel better about myself. I'm choosing to explore this, to receive this, to grow in this direction because I'm programmed to continue to keep evolving and desiring and wanting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, normally during a podcast, Susie, Joe and I are sat here like furiously scribbling notes because we're, you know, obviously we want to talk about this in our emails and on um, social media. We have just been like completely captivated, just staring. I was looking at Joe, I was like, she's the same as me, it's fine. Um, I'd like you absolutely like captured our attention this morning, and this is just so fascinating. And I can see in the comments, like I can see Alison's watching, she says, I love Susie, this is a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Lucy's saying it's really inspiring listening and and, and I just know that we need more Susie in our lives. And I and also, um, you know, you were talking about not just focusing on money um, from a wealth and richness point of view, but also focusing on the other areas of your life. And I know that you've got an event coming up in October, which we're allowed to talk about today. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I am doing a three-day, I'm hosting a three-day experience called the Wealth Expansion Experience. And so, yes. We talk about money, but we are also talking about what it is to do that work so that you feel that fullness. So we're talking about creating wealth financially, emotionally, practically, professionally, you know, in our relationships. We're covering all of those areas. And it's my desire for you to come in for those three days. When I say three days, you're looking at 60 to 90 minutes 
maybe two hours because I do like a gab, but everything is recorded. So even if you can't make all of the sessions live, you will be able to get the recordings and catch up. But it is my desire for us to unlock a new level of wealth for you to access solely within those three days. And so um, um, if you are the type of person who is ready to experience more, is willing to and wanting to go deeper and really wanting to explore the difference between this is what I need and this is what I desire and who you get to be, to be the type of person who is able to access their desires from a place of fullness, not from a place of lack, then this experience you will love. If you if, if you'd like today's conversation, you're going to love the wealth expansion experience because I'm going to share with you tools and the how to to start activating that within your life. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm definitely signing up for this. I feel like you have given me permission because I've now got that analogy of the tree. Yeah. And nature's job is to grow. So yeah. you've given me permission to feel yeah. it's okay. And do you know what? And Susie, obviously I work with you and I see the amazing goodness and how you make other people's lives better by you having the choices and we get to choose what we do when we are wealthier and it can be for so much good and so it's um and for me that's great because when I have amazing clients like you that are doing this it's like I know that that's what I that's how I would be as well so um oh thank you so so much we've absolutely loved introducing you to our community today I it is we I I know I love watching you and working with you and I do keep saying to Zoe we need Susie we need Susie I know she's going to be able to unlock and help us with the mindset shifts that need to happen yeah. in our community um and you've definitely definitely done that today so thank you so so much for being here I'm sure this will not be uh, the only time we'll have you on the bookkeepers podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we will, yeah, hope we will be sharing this link so that other people can join in as well and uh, join the Wealth Expansion Experience. I'm very excited for that. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. It's been the perfect start to my Monday morning. Oh, <laughs> love that. Thanks, Susie. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. We're going to be, uh, we're getting ready to start our autumn reset, which starts at 12 o'clock. So if you've registered for that, we'll see you on Zoom in an hour or so. If you don't know, what we'll do is we'll put a link underneath this so that you can find the link and register for the autumn reset. Um, thanks so much, Susie. We'll see you again soon on the podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.